Hello and welcome to the Owl Hoot podcast with me, Caroline Norbury. In each episode, I chat to amazing guests with way more expertise than me on topics covering the environment and sustainability. You'll get to hear the facts on climate change, biodiversity loss and pollution, as well as discover the fabulous actions that individuals and organisations are doing to mitigate and adapt to our changing world. I don't know about you, but I find it reassuring and hopeful that there are so many capable people out there doing great things for our planet, as well as inspiring me to get on and do my bit too. So without further ado, let's get on with this week's episode. Kristen Fuller is my guest on the podcast today. She is the Marketing and Communication Manager at Toastdale, a B Corp and social enterprise whose mission is to brew great beers while leading a movement to eliminate bread waste and fix the food system. Kristen studied apparel and textiles at university and went on to work in buying within the retail sector. She then retrained in social media via the Digital Mums Social Media Management course in 2016 and worked freelance before joining Toast Ale in 2019. She is also a director of a social enterprise food store in South East London, Good Food. I'm keen to hear more about Kristen and how Toast sells beer that gives joy to people and benefits the planet. So welcome Kristen to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. It's lovely to be here. So I'm super excited to find out more about you and oh, beer and toast. That sounds like a great combination. <laughs> so I'll start by asking you a bit, Kristen, about a bit about your background, what you've been doing and uh, how you've come to be working at Toast. So as you kind of mentioned, yeah, I was a, I was, my history was in buying. So I was a buyer for over 10 years um, at various companies. And um, my last company I worked for was one of the Jamie Oliver businesses. And then I, there was redundancy. Um, and then I had my kids at the same time. And I kind of been thinking that I wanted to do something different and something that meant it was a bit more meaningful to me um, as a person. And then I kind of found Good Food, which was this local social enterprise, like really mission driven, like a business that was kind of set up for the community. So doing things like donating the, some of the profits to food banks, like being a better food trader, just like working with like local farmers on, our, on the veg bag scheme, like donating money to the Magic Breakfast charity. Um, and that business needed um, some marketing and social media support. So like you said, I retrained with um, Digital Mums to, with a focus on social media, but with kind of training in the, sort of the broader aspects of marketing as well. And then kind of, yeah, so I was a freelance kind of social media marketer um, and then came across, was working kind of on some other stuff. So some things with like the um, council in Lewisham where I live. Um, and then I saw the advert for Toast and I was like, oh my goodness, this is like my dream job, like purpose-driven, part of like an amazing team and like working in beer, like like what could be better? So luckily um, I went and met kind of Louisa and James, who was like managing the marketing at that point. And I started working for Toast back in January, 2020. So at that stage I was freelance and looking after the social media side of things mainly, but as kind of things of changed and evolved and our team kind of got hit quite hard by covid and became much smaller so that kind of has meant that um we they needed a bit more help in the marketing side so i've sort of moved over and now i'm managing yeah as you mentioned earlier the marketing and comms and um, yeah so it's 
awesome <laughs> and I feel really lucky every day to get to work for like such a great company it sounds it's it sounds really exciting so c- can you tell me then a bit about uh, the background to toast how did how did how did that come about how is it a different beer company yeah so toast um was created by our toast master um, an amazing guy called Tristram Stewart he's a campaigner on the environmental and social impacts of food production and um, He's kind of this global force and he works for the UN. He's written books on food waste. He's just an incredible human being. And he ended up meeting um, the guys from a business called the Brussels Beer Project, who were already brewing a beer called Babylon, um, which sort of is a nod to the beer's origins. And I don't know kind of how much people know about how beer started, but um, one of the one of the things that people report is that actually some of the first beers made was they were made from um, fermenting bread. So they were already brewing this beer from bread and he was like, oh, hang on, this is an amazing idea. So use this thing which people are wasting on a huge scale. So 44% of the bread in the UK is wasted from supermarkets in people's homes to restaurants to like across the board, that's kind of the estimated figure. He was like, oh, hang on, like we could take this this thing that's being wasted and use it to make an incredible thing to spread spread the word about this the waste that's happening and also provide solutions to people so it was launched in 2016 on Jamie and Jimmy's Friday night feast and kind of that's yeah that's how it all began so that it's it's really interesting you say that actually beer initially was made with bread and now we've come full circle and gone oh hang on a minute we've got one of these ingredients quite surplus everywhere and that figure you that you mentioned of 44 uh, percent is is phenomenally high i mean that's a scary number when you think about how much bread the uk citizen consumes and that's a lot of lot of waste so yeah how e- easy is it to to use bread within the the process um, so we in the past have worked with sandwich factories and we actually now work with a bakery. So um, bakeries are kind of have to overproduce to meet demand. So there's there's kind of in the way that the food system is set up at the moment, there will always be waste, sadly. Um, so this is one of the things that we kind of campaign about is that actually we need to change the food system to stop this sort of endemic waste. So it's not just bread that's wasted there's you know loads of potatoes are a really big culprit and bananas and um so there's a few different food groups but around a third of food that is produced is actually just goes to waste and again from farm to fork it's not just in people's homes it's everywhere across the food system so actually sadly it's really it's really easy to find um bread and to put into our um into our beer so after that initial starting point of this is a great idea using waste bread and putting it into into beer, how did uh, how did funding come about? Because I know you're a social enterprise. So d- is it set up in a similar sort of way to a, a normal business, or did you have to go and get funding from other places? Yeah. So actually, the business started. So Tristram put in the seed funding to begin with, um, and then we did two reward-based crowdfunding to kind of get investment from people um, to help us scale to, so that we could grow um, and then in 2018 the business did a raise 
with bigger investors, so kind of singular people who were able to put in sort of larger amounts of money via something that um, sort of our three co-founders set up. So Tristram, Rob, who's our um, chief toaster or CEO, and Louisa, who is another co-founder and our COO. And they came up with this kind of thing called equity for good. So it's kind of a legally binding pledge made by investors and they agree to reinvest a proportion of their net capital gains in another social enterprise or social impact investment fund. So the idea of that kind of if they were putting money into toast, then any money gained would continue to do good. Like they, they're legally bound to reinvest any extra money into um, other sort of social socially good companies cool. and we've also been helped with a few loans and grants along the way so mm. that kind of yeah takes us where we are now great uh, so you've got your funding but then how do you go about uh, deciding what types of products because um, the beer market is vast isn't it uh, what products have you got and uh, why have you chosen them yeah so we've got kind of four four core beers in our range which kind of give like enough kind of choice um, and these are um, beers that we brew all the time. Um, and so we've got a craft lager, an American pale ale, a session um, IPA, and a, just a regular pale ale. And these kind of cool beers, we are in Waitrose with some of them, Ocado and Co-op um, and Independence as well. We're in restaurants and pubs. So we sell these beers kind of um, on tap, but also in bottles and cans. So that's kind of our kind of core, core range, if you like. Um, and then last November, we launched a range called Rise Up, which the idea behind it was counting down to, it was a year until COP26. And we wanted to create something that would highlight this incredible climate change conference that was going to be really important to everyone on the planet. Um, so we thought, how can we best talk about this um, and how can we kind of increase our sort of message around it? Like um, something that we're really proud of as well is that we're a B Corporation. So we brewed these series of beers with um, other B Corps. So we did a Baker's Whip beer with um, Hobbs House Bakery and Oak Pale Ale with Rebel Kitchen. Um, a Mango IPA that we did with um, Flawson and Oddbox. Um, a raspberry sour, which we brewed with Weebies in the Rubble, and a lemongrass lager with tea pigs. So each each rise up beer um, highlighted a different element of the ecological crisis and sort of provided um, ways in which people could help resolve that issue. So um, Louisa wrote a series of blogs, so one for each beer, which people can read on our website, tastale.com, um, to find out sort of more behind those stories. And then this the Rise Up series has been sort of counting down to COP, which obviously has just finished um, last weekend. So the culmination, I suppose, of um, that countdown um, was a bit of a, a bonkers idea that um, got, got invented, I suppose, um, during COVID by um, the team, but led by Louisa and Rob, um, was this kind of, how could we, how could we increase our impact even more? Um, one of the things that we want to do is brew with a billion slices of bread. And so far we've done, we've done quite well. We've done two and a half million, but we've oh. realized that we need the whole industry to kind of be on our side and start seeing bread as an ingredient 
to tackle this huge, huge waste problem um, that is kind of created from the food system. So we launched our companion series on the 15th of October, um, where we brewed um, so it's 26 beers for COP26. And from every box of the companion series sold, we are donating 26 pounds between two um, impact partners. So one is the Rainforest Trust and the other one is Soil Heroes. And yeah, the most amazing thing about it is that we've been to we've been able to collaborate with 24 other breweries and got all of them. So we've supplied all of them with surplus bread, or most of them with surplus bread. So um, yeah, they've all of the beers contain um, this kind of circular economy um, ingredient. So yeah, within that we've got two toast beers in the companion series. Um, so one is a juicy IPA and one is a coffee porter, which we brewed with Cafe Direct. Um, so yeah, we've kind of started off with these kind of four core beers and a few years ago the way that the business worked was to collaborate with bakeries and breweries and again helping them to like brew with bread. So we have um, worked with over 60 kind of partner bakeries and breweries in the past um, as well. So, and we have, we also do, people can brew at home. So we have an open source recipe for our pale ale that people can download that there's over 80,000 people that have downloaded the recipe from our website. Oh, wow. so we get inquiries like every day from kind of other, other breweries that want help brewing with bread or, you know, all around the world. I had an email yesterday from someone in Germany and just kind of, yeah, we want to kind of help as many people as we can. Yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, from what you've just said there, it's it's more than just using, which is great, obviously using the waste bread in the first place in itself is a, is a great step. But you're obviously trying to draw in lots of different ways to increase on that impact and and work with all these different collaborators is is that because normal business is quite competitive usually if you're trying you know you want your beer to stand out amongst the crowd but you're doing a lot of work with lots of different breweries how does that how does that work collaborating with people and having like a common voice amongst you to try and tackle um, the food system yeah so i suppose it's kind of the idea was that like some of the best conversations happen over a beer mm. so people down the pub like how could you how could you start that conversation about the climate crisis or about food waste in a in a engaging non sort of judgmental manner so like the best kind of way to have those kind of chats is over a beer and um, so like the idea behind toast was to kind of brew great beers but to spread big ideas that can change the world so yeah to lead this brewing movement to eliminate bread waste and fix the food system um so the like the, the core heart of the business has always been about collaboration about sharing kind of these issues that are so important to every single person on the planet yeah also in a kind of non-preachy way so to try and do it in a positive manner and like how can we fix this thing what can we do to help what can every person do to help and even if it's just like having a beer then you know that's kind of a start um so yeah that's kind of and we're just really happy to work with all these amazing breweries and what's happened I suppose from 
brewing this companion series and um, the other thing that we got the breweries to do was um we didn't get them to do it they wanted to do it and um, was to we wrote an open letter to world leaders to say well if we as competing businesses can work together to kind of help fix this this issue in our food system then why can't you as like world leaders work together to fix our planet and you know stop climate change and limit global warming to this 1.5 degrees that's so important so that was kind of the idea behind yeah companion in the lead up to um cop to sort of put our voice out there and say that we can work together so yeah why can't you sure it's, it's really nice to hear that collaborative story uh, to get that message out there do you find that those that are drinking toast beer are buying into the impacts and the, what the message that you're trying to get across or are they choosing it because oh, the beer tastes nice <laughs> <laughs> well we hope it's both so yeah we want to be like that's we are a great tasting beer that's kind of what we set out to do first and foremost and um, was to brew great craft beer um, and we do get some really wonderful feedback from our customers. Um, so we kind of, there's um, a beer platform called Untapped, where people kind of check in when they're having a beer and they might make a comment or they, and they give breweries like ratings for the beers. And we have like Google reviews, then obviously all our social media, people send me emails. So we had one recently on our website where people, where the Google reviews come up and someone said, um, I recently ordered the companion series. It's great to see companies taking action to help combat and raise awareness of the climate crisis. Brilliant idea, great service and great beer. So we do, we are really fortunate in that we have like some really loyal customers out there and people that are really engaging with what we're trying to do. And I think, you know, as the kind of the, becomes more and more and more and more important that we combat the climate crisis then hopefully more people will engage with our mission and start talking about these issues and and do what they can to help and in terms of the the, the flavor and the taste i'm not a beer connoisseur by any stretch of the imagination but can somebody d detect that it's a beer that contains bread uh, is it got a different distinctive flavor compared to another non-bread beer so um we replace like one third of the malted barley so that's like the main ingredient well basically you use grains to brew beer and most most beer is made with this malted barley but you can add other things like wheat or oats or various other things to give a different slightly different flavor or a different mouthfeel mm. um but essentially our beers are distinctive because they're our own recipe but we wouldn't say that it's discernible that you can actually taste the bread and some of the flavors in malted barley are ready flavors anyway um so yeah essentially most of the flavor comes from this malt um but also the hops um, and even like the water used to brew the beer can have a, a different effect on the on the flavour. Right. So yeah, you you shouldn't be able to taste the bread, but some people think that that, that they can. I guess taste is quite a personal experience. Exactly, exactly well said. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I understand that you don't actually have your own. I was going to say facility <laughs> or mill. What is the right word for a brewery? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we don't have a brewery. We contract through, yeah, 
is that an advantage or a disadvantage in terms of making uh, your own beer? Um, well, it, it works really well for us because yeah. um, we're kind of, and the idea is that also that you, well, we haven't invested, we haven't had to like raise a phenomenal amount of money to invest in a facility um, ourselves. And also then it means that kind of we're working with a partner to again be as efficient and in turn sort of I suppose in environmentally friendly as possible so if we're taking up any kind of slack capacity in in their schedule then that actually works out better for everyone um, and we have our head brewer Stuart who um, works with the brewery to ensure kind of they're meeting our standards and that um, things are being kind of done in the way that we need them to be done yeah sure so it works out really well it sounds as though every part of your business is through the lens of environment and impact and making sure it's it meets the, the sort of demand of a social enterprise right through the business. What what have, what are the main challenges been in doing that, running it with that lens on, if any? Well, I suppose it's kind of, it's a really great place to be in that we're constantly challenging ourselves and trying to do all we can to improve the business like you say in this environmental lens and kind of what could be in a way more important than that and we are as you kind of mentioned before so we are a, a b corporation so we were the first um, uk brewery to become a b corp and cool. um, so our business has people and planet at its heart and being a b corp basically gives us a way to measure and demonstrate that for anyone, Kristen, that doesn't know what a B Corp is, can you kind of give some sort of explanation of, of what it means to be a B Corp and actually how easy it is to become a B Corp or not easy to become a B Corp? <laughs> so, yeah, basically it is kind of, it's a certification process where companies can demonstrate that they put people, planet and profit in kind of equal measure and you have to recertify every three years to ensure you meet the highest standards of the areas of governance, team, customers, community and environment. So we um, recertified this year and were the highest rated UK brewery with 111 points. It's just a great way for businesses to measure how kind of how well they're doing in these kind of five important categories. But then equally, it's a kind of it's um, a consumer facing kind of badge. So I suppose it's that on a consumer level, it's an assurance that these companies are are doing good in the world. Um, so businesses like Waitrose, Boots and Ocado have like B Corp shops where you can just purchase from brands that are B, B Corp certified. Oh. Um, so as I talked about earlier, our Rise Up series, we worked with B Corps. And so there's some incredible businesses out there in across the board from beauty to food to drink to architects um, and they're all part of this movement that is kind of yeah essentially like better business or business mm. for good so yeah we're really proud to be part of it is it easy to find because you said that some of your collaborators are b corps is that quite mm. is that quite easy to find people within brewing that are um are looking at life or business in the same way that you guys are yeah, and I think increasingly so, there's quite a few UK breweries, I mean, we were the first one, but there's quite a few UK breweries now that are B Corps, so one of the ones that we worked with on Companion was a, um, one called Stroud, um, 
and they um, use only organic ingredients. Um, and there's another one which we haven't worked with called Small Beer who are a B Corp. So there are there are a few breweries out there, and obviously um, one of the biggest craft breweries um, around, Brewdog, are actually a B Corp as well. So it is definitely a growing movement, which we would kind of encourage all businesses to look at and be part mm. of, because it's yeah just kind of helps you measure how well you're doing um, and how you can improve as a business sure. to kind of yeah do do your best for people and the planet yeah no it's 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 excellent in terms of again because coming back to your ethos and you mentioned earlier that when you had investors that they then had to sort of reinvest into similarly thought out uh, businesses and institutions where do the profits go that you make as a social enterprise so 100% of our profits um, or 1% of um, our revenue, whichever is greater, goes into charities fixing the food system. Um, so our main kind of charity partner is um, Feedback and they are leading a global movement against food waste. So they work with governments, businesses and society to try and catalyse change in social attitudes and demonstrate kind of innovative solutions to tackling food waste and kind of wider food industry issues and um, so they're sort of our main our main charity partner at the moment but we have also worked um with other charities and projects in the past so um during covid we ran uh, a thing called the meal deal where we um funded forty six thousand meals for people in need um, and we worked with a range of charities and projects um including one called Food for All, which was a volunteer-run relief charity, but there was um, sort of five or six different um, people that we worked with, um, which you can read about on our website. There was a blog dedicated to each one of those. Um, and then most recently, our companion series, um, as I mentioned before, we're donating £26 from every box um, or £1 from every pint sold to between two um, impact partners. So one is the Rainforest Trust UK, which they they're putting the money towards um, protecting trees in threatened tropical rainforests. So um, hopefully when we sell all of our companion boxes, that will equate to 3.25 million trees. Wow. So it's quite trendy at the moment to talk about planting trees, but mm. actually what's perhaps more important is to protect trees that we already have. So that's yeah, why point. we chose to invest in that. And because food production... Um, accounts for 80% of deforestation so it's trying to put money back into well I suppose offsetting is the wrong word but um, negating the, that issue I suppose mm. in a way and then the other half of the money goes to um, an incredible um, business called Soil Heroes which helps UK farmers regenerate our soils so again I'm not an expert on <laughs> on farming um but regenerative agriculture is a way of farming that is more um it's better for the environment and it's better for the soil so it helps the soil become more nutrient dense um and it in turn it sequesters more carbon it holds more water it increases biodiversity so that's why we feel really passionate about um sort of helping um, in that sector so yeah, I mean, the dream kind of in the future is that we would source all of our, our barley from farms that farm in this way, in a regenerative um, way. 
So you mentioned there about the, the future. Where is the ambition? It sounds like you're covering lots of bases. <laughs> where, where are you going to go with Toast? <laughs> it sounds like quite an exciting journey already. Yeah, I mean, we'd love to carry on the work that we started with our companion series. So working to make the industry more circular by supplying ingredients to other breweries. So supplying this, this wasted breadcrumb to overcome to help these breweries overcome like perhaps barriers that they might have they might have thought in the past oh I'd like to use bread but like where do I start so we've got you know years of experience with brewing with bread so we we can create this kind of core ingredient if you like and prepare the crumb to create the best beer so we'd love to sort of work with yeah the industry to make it more circular um so that's kind of our key key goal mm. going forward and I know that on one of your uh, pages on the website, you refer to sort of beer activism and there's a, and you can, um, as somebody looking at the page, can fill it in to write to their MP. Are you, what kind of beer activism are you <laughs> advocating? So essentially, um, one of the most powerful things you can do as a person on the street is to write to your MP. To have your voice heard to, to you know join a march or join a join a campaign about this about the climate crisis so we worked with feedback to come up with this letter so people if people felt that they wanted to be able to write to them people they didn't necessarily know how to phrase it or what to say so we this letter is kind of pre-written um so people can go on the website and it essentially asks um your mp to include changes to the food system um in any environmental policies policy decisions and basically saying that the food system can be part of the solution to the climate crisis mm. it was barely on the menu at cop 26 but food waste accounts for eight to ten percent of emissions so it's could have a huge huge impact if our government kind of recognized how what role it has to play and yeah. change like our food systems accordingly so yeah basically we we recognize that not everyone can be like Greta but still they want to have their voice heard and so yeah created this this letter on our website so literally all people have to do is put in their name I think an email address and then where your your postcode is and then mm. it um very cleverly I don't know how it works and um, <laughs> works out who your local MP is and puts their name into the letter and then all you have to do is press send excellent that that, that makes it very easy yeah exactly make it easy for people to kind of have their voice heard because I think 99% of people want want to do something but perhaps feel a little bit powerless and this is like one way where you can kind of really have an impact yeah, you, you can absolutely engage by, as you say, getting getting your MP to know that this is what you feel about this. And food, yeah. food affects us all because we've all got to eat. So uh, exactly. it, it gives us a, a nice, easy way in to think about, well, what can I do? Well, yeah, exactly. I'm sure you guys would say drink our beer in the first place, but obviously well, so much, <laughs> so much more than that. That is, that is obviously one of the most and that simple things people can do is raise a toast, say, go well, cheers. Um, <laughs> nice. Headline goes. Um, but yeah, this, this MP letter is just an added, yeah. added extra. And how much fun is, does it, does it feel, <laughs> does work feel like fun when you're working for a beer company that is trying to 
you know, have a significant impact from an environmental perspective on the world? Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, it's really, it's really lovely. Oh, lovely. Um, and <laughs> Lots it, of fun. I mean, we're, we're a tiny team, like there's only six of us, mm. um, but just incredible, incredible people. Like I've never worked in a business like it where everyone is so positive and so driven and so enthusiastic. And it's just a really wonderful atmosphere to be part of. And essentially my job is talking about something serious and, mm. um, which is kind of threatening us all but attempting to do it in a positive way and come up with solutions and try and kind of galvanize this energy around thinking about things differently and how we can all be part of the solution and you know that the food system like you say it's something we all engage with it's we all have to eat but the system is broken but that doesn't mean that we can't fix it if we all work together so yeah. this kind of idea of collaboration is really, really key to the business. And like I mentioned the companion series. So the word actually, so this is a little secret for you, Caroline. Oh. Tristram wanted to call the business companion oh. because the word com is together. I might get this wrong. My Latin is not great, but I think the word com is together in Latin and the word panis is bread. So it's kind of coming to the word companion ah. makes it coming together over bread. Um, but poor Tristan lost out to, um, <laughs> to <laughs> he was outvoted and we got called toast so that we could so that we've been able to use this 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 incredible word for this latest series where we have worked with oh. all these other breweries has has made our Toastmaster very happy excellent that's always it's always good to make the Toastmaster happy I yeah, imagine exactly. <laughs> so um bringing things to a close where do you hope the the brewing industry or uh, maybe perhaps wider what, what do you hope beer production will look like in by 2050 so the one of the most important things the industry can do now is to looking to switch to renewable power as soon as possible and then also working towards um renewable heat as well and then obviously looking at our supply chains to um sort of source ingredients in a way that's better for the planet. So as I mentioned before, kind of working with farmers who are uh, regeneratively farming their barley, um, plus using, you know, bread waste isn't going to disappear. We, would, we, we wished it would. <laughs> We'd love not to have any bread waste, but um, so using any bread waste or other grains um, that, yeah, would have otherwise kind of um, be surplus is something that kind of we we would see continuing to happen but we would love like the whole of the industry to start using these these waste ingredients and also um i think all breweries should sort of put a lot of energy hopefully into supporting their customers to be more circular mm. so packaging is one of the biggest areas of impact for us as a business and for for most um breweries i would suspect um, so how to reduce the impact of that packaging and the emissions that come with that so getting people so what we would love to be able to do for example is our glass bottles um for people to we'd be in a place where people could return those to us and we could just keep reusing them like recycling is great and we encourage all of our customers to recycle the, mm. the cans and the bottles but reuse is is much better obviously and being able to perhaps in the future we'd love to be able to um have a tap room where people could come and um, bring growlers. So growlers are like a big, big vessel for beer 
where it holds around four pints, I think. I might have got that one. Um, and people could just refill those, take them home, drink their beer, and then bring it back and do the same again. And there's no no packaging impact at all. Yeah. So that, that would be, be great. really awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. I like that idea. The main things. Thanks. Oh, no, I, yeah, I like that idea. Basically committing to like a net, a net zero pathway, essentially. Mm. Um, and it's not offsetting um, emissions. It's trying to reduce your emissions to as small as possible rather than, yeah, trying to offset yes. them by planting trees. It's actually just working as a business to kind of have as have smaller impact as possible. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point, isn't it? Because it is way easier to say, yeah, we'll plant a load more trees to cover any difficult things that we have to do in the process rather yeah. than actually as you say oh let's embrace it a little bit further than that and see if we can um, go with more to more to source rather than uh, plastering afterwards um so that brings me nicely to the last question from what you've said about yourself you obviously have been mindful of the environment for some time and this is why you've been drawn to doing the job that you're doing currently are there things that you've done in your own life that you you've been sort of implementing sort of sustainable practices for a while because of just the general travel of your own life yeah I mean kind of yeah it's a it's a, it's a journey and I learn something new um every day I think mm. um so I try and listen to podcasts um to get sort of more tips and ideas reading books yeah I mean just one of the one of the first things um, that I did was switching to a renewable energy provider because um, obviously kind of the way that our energy is made is one of the, the biggest impacts on emissions at the moment and just trying to do everything I can in sort of be as conscious as a consumer as possible so making kind of conscious decisions about the brands that I buy you know even like the food that I buy as well obviously trying to go to farmers markets for the fruit and veg like work sourced locally for as much as you can which is a real focus of good food of the business the mm. local belly that I'm part of and I'm director of and you know encouraging my children to be global citizens and think about the impact of everything that they do because obviously they're they're inheriting this world from our generation and trying to encourage them to you know be outside even if it's just being outside and digging for worms or something just appreciating yeah like the soil and how incredible like the natural world is and that we're part of yeah. um, that natural world yeah and just kind of yeah, buying less I suppose I, have, I don't I don't it used to be part of the kind of fashion industry but I, I can't remember the last time I bought any clothes um okay it's just do I do I need this thing mm. do I actually need it and actually I have enough and um let's just be grateful for that we're living in this kind of first world um, and all the, all the things that we have that we're fortunate to have that, that's a great way to to finish the podcast with you thinking of reflecting on gratitude for, for where we are and what we've got thank you so much Kristen for being on the the episode today it's been so insightful into an area that um yeah that we can all appreciate <laughs> in terms of beer and the environment so thanks thanks very much for your time today thank you for having me caroline it's been it's been lovely to chat to you well definitely the host with the most oh you're more than welcome cheers yeah, pleasure cheers seems like an appropriate ending actually cheers. yeah raise the toast save the world cheers
Well, it's not every day you get a chance to talk about beer, and I have to say it was super interesting to find out how brewing beer can address food waste issues. I guess it's about rebranding food waste so that it can become a food ingredient or a material that can be repurposed. Toast are certainly on a mission to facilitate fixing the food system, and I got a sense that all aspects of their business are undertaken through an environmental lens. If you want to find out more about their beer and the work they are doing, take a look at the links in the show notes. I'd like to thank Andy Shaw for audio editing, Jeremy Jones for providing the music, and to you, of course, for listening. Don't forget, you can subscribe to get automatic access to each new episode, and it would be lovely if you could rate, review, and share the podcast too. It really helps. Until next time, bye for now.